whether you are newish to employer branding or you've been following the scene for a while and feel like you're starting to get hang of it, you have probably noticed that there are multiple buzzwords used in this scene when we refer to the activity called employer branding. So some people talk about developing their employer image, some uh, talk about employer branding, others talk about the talent brand or employer brand perceptions. And then there's, of course, talent marketing and talent communication, not to forget the employer reputation aspect. And if this wasn't confusing already, a couple of episodes ago in episode 98, I threw in the term unemployer branding. So what do all these buzzwords mean? That's what we're going to be talking about today. My name is Susanna Rantanen and I'm your modern employer branding and talent marketing coach. And I want to wish you welcome to this Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast if you are new and welcome back all of you who have been listening to me for some time. And this podcast is brought to you by Talent Marketing School. And this podcast is for those who want to learn how to build a modern employer brand and master modern talent marketing in a world where your talent's attention is no longer a default. So as said, in this episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast, I'll uncover the employer brand marketing buzzwords for the key terminology that it's being used in this scene so that you know what they mean, how they might relate to what you're doing, and especially what's the difference between these keywords. So let's start with the word or the term employer image. Employer image is the image an organization has as an employer and as a place to work. And... For you to have an employer image, you understand that this is a singular word, it's not word, it's not employer images. So your employer image needs to be specific, as in a very clear description of what those people in your talent target audiences need to think about your company as an employer. And this clear description needs to be specific. They can't have everyone can't have their own opinion what they attach and what what words and terms they refer you by. So you need to be very specific. And that's about developing your employer image. If it isn't clear, we get to the buzzword number two, which is employer brand perceptions. I like to refer to perceptions as multiple views and assumptions about what you stand for as a place to work that are created in the minds of your talent audiences. Maybe your mind as well. And the problem with these perceptions is that they are not necessarily accurate. Some of them might be totally wrong. Some might be outdated or just otherwise off. They're just just not exactly how your company needs to be referred to as a place to work and as an employer. Like my employer branding agency, I mean, we have for years in the beginning, we had difficulties aligning the market uh, perceptions about us as an employer brand communications and marketing agency, because uh, the wider audience in Finland knew me first as a modernizer in the recruitment industry. 
and I had a recruitment uh, related business before this employer branding agency. So my personal brand on the market uh, was very much sort of connected or tied with the with with the idea of of recruitment, modern recruitment. And it was re- I, I mean really had to work for years in changing those outdated perceptions of what I wanted to be referred as and uh, what I wanted this new agency to be seen as. Uh, So everyone assumed that my employee branding agency, Eminent, had something to do with recruiting as well. And they were referring clients to us who needed a recruitment partner. And we had to say, no, sorry, we don't do any recruiting. We only do marketing and communications also for recruitment purposes, but we're not actually wanting to meet your applicants and receiving your, uh, your applications. So this faulty, outdated, wrong perception, it was really hard to fix when we started this agency back in 2012. Also, because there were no other agencies specializing only in employer branding and other talent marketing. So people didn't know what to compare us to. So they compared us to recruitment agencies. And breaking that mode, that was really hard until I realized that I needed to I needed to change our audience perceptions and, and sort of totally take us away from this recruitment landscape and uh, sort of uh, position us next to communication agencies instead. And that made a significant change. And that is the challenge with perceptions also when they are uh, the perceptions of your talent audiences about your company is that they're shaped by so many direct and indirect interactions and experiences of your people or your management, your leaders, yourself as a talent acquisition person, or, you know, how they, human mind has a tendency to, when we try to make sense about something that's unfamiliar to us or like difficult to understand, difficult to comprehend, we need to have something more familiar that we compare that difficult or unfamiliar thing with. So, Unless you really take care about uh, and develop a specific employer image, your audience members probably have multiple perceptions about your company as a place to work as an employer. And those might be hurting your abilities to attract the right kind of people that you need. The challenge, as said, with perceptions is that they are so shaped with so many direct and and, and indirect uh, interactions and experiences over, you know, longer periods. And, and, you know, those might be people's own and those of other people as well. And then, of course, those how media shapes our perceptions about stuff and, you know, uh, topics and, and whatnot. And uh, through also what you, in um, and with you, I mean, your organization, how you communicate through your marketing intentionally. So the words that you choose, the pictures that you attach to your words, uh, how your people behave uh, when they interact with others. All of this make your audiences form perceptions. They take cues from the images that you choose, from the words that you use, the way your people interact with the same audience, the tools and the systems that you use, the partners you work with, and so on. All of these experiences from those touch points and interactions give cues that help those audience members to 
form their personal perception about your company as a, as a place to work and as an employer. It's very hard to work with perceptions. And, and just the other, the other day, I was instructing one of our agency clients on how to take their current perceptions to a direction where their target audiences would perceive them as a modern technology company. And I explained that it doesn't happen uh, if you write it on your website or on your career site and on your job posts. That's not how you change perceptions. You, of course, need to set the beginning for that sort of a conversation, so to say, uh, in your messages. But that's not enough because it's all the interactions with your company that need to support and become a testament to your words. So, and by the way, there's quite a few clients who are not tech, uh, technology companies who want to be perceived as a modern technology company and uh, uh, like right now. And it's kind of mind boggling to me because I don't know where this is coming from. Is it because the uh, technology uh, industry uh, in you know, as as employers have done such a great job uh, with their employee branding, and they've become really aspirational uh, for others outside the technology industry. Well, what is it? But it's it's kind of it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of um, interesting. Anyway, what you need to do is that you start obviously the conversation with your marketing messages, with your telemarketing messages, but then you need to make sure that all the interactions with your company support and prove that you are a modern tech company. So let's say that uh, you have this outdated recruitment system, ATS, that makes applying your jobs really hard, really complex. Does that give a feeling that this is the modern technology company? I don't think so. Or your job posts are written in the most old-fashioned manner. Your career site and images chosen doesn't really communicate a picture of a modern company. And there's nothing, nothing to imply that you're a tech company either. That's very common. Uh, your employer branding isn't using the most modern applications and marketing tools. Your social media appearance, your profiles, and the way that you use social media for employer branding and talent marketing is still like it was in 2009 or something. When your people talk about their work, they don't refer to their work, their purpose of their work, what they do, what they do to achieve. They don't, ref they, they don't connect it in any way with uh, you know, working in a modern tech company. So when, they, when, when people compare with your company, with other companies that they would say that are actually modern tech companies, your company doesn't really get even on the same map doesn't belong in the same conversation. So perceptions are really, really tough because there are so many people interacting with your business, with your people on a daily basis. And all of those experiences, those interact, the experiences from those interactions, they must support the fact that you are in fact the modern tech company. The experience must come from a modern tech company or whatever it is that you rather have people attaching to your company as a place to work, as an employer. So a buzzword number three is employer reputation. Now, reputation is based on a larger public's opinions about your company as an employer and as a place to work. And again, a tough one because there are obviously as many opinions as there are people in your larger pu public. But if we reverse engineer 
the opinions, they are always based on either direct interactions, their own experiences of, of those other people, in which case uh, those opinions are based on their uh, their experiences that became perceptions and uh, that's, you know, how they form the reputation of your company in their mind. So employer reputation is always the opinions of people in a larger public of yours. And um, sometimes the uh, uh, reputation is based on what, for example, media rights, which is a tough one because organizations can't really control what media wants to write about them. So if you feel like uh, media, for example, is uh, uh, forming what your image is as an employer, you really need to start taking actions and take control over it because the the thing here is that media is not going to write about you every day. You can. Media is not going to be talking about you every day. You can. So in the eyes of your audiences, they have much more conversation from your side coming out than from the media. But as I said, perceptions are different from reputation and both of these are different from employer image. Employer image is what you aspire to have a specific distinct employer image that when people talk about you, explain you as or in the role of an employer, they they describe it in the same way. They use the same words. And when your audience has a lot of differing perceptions about your company and when those perceptions might be uh, also outdated or completely wrong or just, just inaccurate for any, any sort of reason, you really need to start shaping those perceptions and that means you are developing your employer image and if you want to change your reputation you need to start with how your how the people in your organization interact with your larger publics because your reputation is based on experiences and um, if you actually end up with a reputation a lot of people have had experience about you as an employer and uh, that experience could be negative or positive i mean you also can have a really positive reputation and that's good that would be that would be really good i get a fair amount of direct messages on social media from my followers uh from people that uh are form talent audiences they like to share with me their personal experiences with employers on the finnish market and oftentimes most of times i don't personally know these people who contact me. I mean, if they're active on social media, I probably recognize their name uh, when they send me a, a DM, but I don't necessarily know them very well. Sometimes I don't even recognize their names. They're just, just you know, a, a lovely follower and they, you know, it's the first contact that I have with them. They probably listen to my podcast and feel like they know me and when they feel like they know me, they feel like they can trust me. And because I talk about stuff like this, they feel like, you know, they want to share their experiences with me. And what they share are the pain points with other employers. And of course, I listen and I pay attention because I work in this market. I'm, you know, specialized on this market. And I want to know, 
you know, what the competition on this market is, the employer uh, competition. Some of those, um, uh, some of those uh, employers, those companies might be our customers, so I really want to know. And some of those might be competitors to our customers, so I really want to know that too. And many times I notice myself forming an opinion about that specific company based on what somebody I really didn't even know shared with me. So reputation can be really dangerous to control and manage because people have this platform in social media to share those experiences openly with anyone they please. And they are using their voice to. I mean, we have a whole generation of talent uh, audience members who are very vocal about their experiences and, 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 and uh, opinions on social media. The fourth uh, buzzword is, of course, employer brand. And this one gets most often mistaken with employer image and employer perceptions, but it's neither. So employer brand is a distinctive value add meaning a person in your target audience attaches to your company that is meaningful and re relevant for them and sets your company apart from other similar organization, organizations. And when employer image is kind of like the surface layer, employer brand is at the core or in, you know, at the internal layers. Because this one, when employer image is more like about informational value, employer brand is more, is really emotional value. It's how being connected or experiencing your employer brand makes a person in your target audience feel. This is beyond your employer image and you can only start developing your employer brand, building your employer brand when you have uh, a large enough target talent audience who uh, are aware of what you do, who you are as a place to work. So when you have a specific employer image and people understand, you know, where they sort of position you. And from that group, that audience, some of the people become more and more fond of what you symbolize and what you represent. That's how you build an employer brand. And when you start to, when, when your employer brand starts to resonate in them, that's when you have an employer brand. So I said, it's beyond your employer image and you can't build an employer brand until you have a specific employer image. And for some people, you will always have just an employer image and they don't have any emotional connection to you on the brand level. They don't have, they don't feel employer brand affinity and that's okay because not everyone should either. This employer brand starts building when people have gotten to experience your company multiple times through your employer brand marketing, as a customer, as an employee, as candidates and applicants in your recruitment processes, through your people, uh, meeting them at events, career fairs, on social media, uh, through your customer service, working with you as a partner, and so on. So what happens is that every time these people come to contact when they interact with you in the role of an employer, they experience the same feeling, how interacting with your company makes them feel. And if this distinctive feeling 
can be explained and described and, and what more that you can repeat it. It happens every time that they come to contact with you. So it's not like a one-time experience. That's when you start to form an employer brand. And employer brand evolves from your values and how you are as a place to work. If you were a person, how you treat others, how you behave and how you treat others. And that creates a specific feel about your company. And that's specific uh, that special specific feeling is something meaningful that has a value attached to the to the recipient and in their eyes they now are fond of what you symbolize and you have an employer brand so like every time they come to contact with your talent acquisition they are always met with um uh, with an experience that is very unique to your talent acquisition only that they've never heard about you know an experience like that ever before anywhere else and and this experience makes them feel that they want to experience more of it because of the way that it makes them feel so this is an emotional value in episode 92 i spoke about the maslow's hierarchy of needs that can be used as a framework for figuring out how to communicate better with your target audiences. So if you go to my blog at modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast92, you have the team blog post for that episode. You don't have to listen to the episode if you don't want to. You can see the hierarchy and what the layers are and what value add drivers each layer has. And I think this uh, this can help you to recognize uh, you know, what emotional value could mean. So it's an example of what your talent audiences are likely to value. And if your employer brand experience can repeatedly offer them any of those kinds of values, then you might have what it takes to build an employer brand. So employer brand, when you use the word employer brand, this is not about designing your career site or, uh, you know, doing videos or uh, choosing and writing and crafting your employee value proposition taglines or creating marketing collateral uh, for your recruitment campaigns. That's not employer branding. Employer brand goes way, you know, like way beyond and it must hit the emotional zone in your target audience members hard. So employer branding needs to create this kind of distinctive emotional uh, attachment to, to what your employer brand symbolizes for these people. And you can get there, but you can only get there after your employer image is so clear and uh, experiences with your company consistently prove uh, that what you claim in your messages and in your marketing and, and what you really do are in sync. And that's developing employer image. And then from this point onwards, something very special, which is unique to your company only and has value Uh, attached to the talent audiences and you can repeat it in style you know multiple times that's um uh that's 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 sort of the foundation for building building an employer brand so it's equivalent equivalent to the feeling you get when you put your favorite brand on like how that makes you feel like million dollars how it boosts your self-esteem and lifts your spirit like instantly you know, it gets that dopamine rush in your brain and you want to get more of that. 
you want you want to get more of that how it makes you feel when you wear your favorite brand and that's why you buy more of that brand and the more unique that brand is and the less your friends wear it too all the more special it makes you feel when you wear that brand because now it makes you look and feel even more special because you are unique because nobody else has to stay the same gear so employer brand does that same but from an employer point of view with people who belong to your employer brand target audience and these could be your employees your ideal job applicants specific industry influencers and spokespeople who could advocate for you so that's very different to employer image and then we have talent brand that's a kind of a newbie term in this uh, landscape uh, but it really means the same as employer brand but it's kind of like a modernized version where we look at the employer brand not from what the company wants to be but what employees mutual experience is of what we really are or what we truly are and that experience is not based on the evp but the company mission the vision and the customer promise and the values and just how the company is being managed by its leaders uh, which is the leadership culture uh, and uh, this is what the um, magnetic employer branding method pursues that i've developed it's like a convergence of employer brand and talent brand that has the you know both sides the business side and the employee experience side united and that's the modern magnetic employer brand uh, link humans which is an employer branding agency in london has a really good blog post about this uh, I'll link that on my blog for you. You can find it at employerbrand.com slash podcast 100. But if you don't want to go to my blog, go to linkhumans.com slash employer uh, VS talent brand. Okay, then buzzwords, talent communication and talent marketing. They are two sides of the talent P, so I'm going to explain these in, you know, one uh, sort of a, uh, one, one, one explanation. So talent communication and talent marketing are activities that are targeted to talent publics of your organization, including your internal and external audiences. So this could be recruitment marketing, recruitment process communication, candidate communication, of which I have a course at Talent Marketing School if you're interested internal talent communication, employer awareness communication and marketing, employer branding, talent PR, employer employee and external influencer advocacy. Uh, so a lot of stuff that goes under the talent communication and talent marketing. So it's kind of like a, I use this, these terms as a, like an umbrella term that include internal and external communication and marketing to your target audiences. Uh, with various goals and objectives. So talent communication refers to messaging and marketing refers to sharing and promoting those messages beyond your organic audience. Is this making more sense to you in the sea of employer brand marketing buzzwords? Uh, go to modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast 100 to see these buzzwords written out for you. And if you find this kind of a modern talent marketing mix really appealing and you want to start learning more about it, you really need to consider joining Talent Marketing School. I teach modern employer branding and other talent marketing techniques at Talent Marketing School. And these are going to be on-demand lessons and courses uh, 
online courses and videos. And it's not just one course, but like a growing library of these educational videos where I'll be teaching my students about modern employer branding and talent marketing. And I go much deeper into these topics that I talk about in this podcast. Uh, so uh, that's Talent Marketing School, talentmarketingschool.com. And it's for those who want to start more like a lifelong journey than get a quick fix. It's like you joined college, uh, but you get to progress in your own time and at your own pace. And as a professor, I'm not going to be on your head all the time. Uh, so when you get personal access to Talent Marketing School, you subscribe to a whole year. So you have a plenty of time to invest in your own development and growing your knowledge. And I'll be dropping new lessons and courses a few times a year also to avoid overwhelming you because this is quite heavy stuff, you know, if you've been listening to me. Okie dokie, telemarketingschool.com to join today. And this is all for this week. Come back next week again. My name is Susanna Rantanen and I teach modern employee branding at Telemarketing School. Moi moi.